Welcome to the Mission Matters podcast, celebrating the people and initiatives that embody the Jesuit tradition of St. Louis University, celebrating what matters in the 200-year-old-plus mission that is St. Louis U, brought to you from the Office of Mission and Identity. Welcome back. This is Virginia Herbers in the Office of Mission and Identity, and I am thrilled to have with us today Gladys Smith, who is Program Director for Habitat for Neighborhood Business. So Gladys, welcome to the podcast. I am thrilled to be here, Virginia. So let's just start out. Tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the work. I am a native of St. Louis, Missouri. I've been here most of my life. And I am an alum of St. Louis University. Yay. So um, I've worked in the community in terms of my career for many years, directing programs that either worked with students and helping students in terms of getting to college or getting careers. And the latest career path that I've had has been as director of Habitat for Neighborhood Business for the last four years. And it's been an amazing opportunity to work with minority entrepreneurs who are dedicated to having a successful business. And they are they have these businesses in some of the underserved areas of the city of St. Louis. With that, their goal is to realize a dream, and our goal is to help them realize that dream. So I'm thrilled to continue to work in the community and to have an opportunity to work with entrepreneurs who I watch them do what they do. And I marvel at it, but we're here to help them. So you've been with Habitat for four years. Has it been in existence longer than that? It has. Uh, Habitat for Neighborhood Business began in 2006. Okay. And it is the brainchild of uh, Doug Brown who is a former Enterprise Rent-A-Car executive and a slew alum, ah. who in his travels, in his uh, responsibilities for Enterprise to different cities, he would notice that in the underserved areas, there was just really a lack of businesses. And he saw it enough where when he retired, he made a commitment that he was going to work to make a difference in those communities. And he talked with St. Louis University administration. He talked with his fellow SLU alums and other friends and pulled it off and started Habitat for Neighborhood Business. And it is a nonprofit organization uh, to help entrepreneurs, minority entrepreneurs in the underserved areas of the city of St. Louis. So that started in 2006. Initially, the program did not have permanent staff, they had volunteers. And their goal was to actually to build strip malls in the community, in the underserved communities, and then to have uh, habitats for our our business locations for entrepreneurs to work, have their businesses in those areas. And we do have a a strip mall on Dr. Martin Luther King Drive near Sarah, the Seven Bays. And what we learned was that you know, if you do seven at a time and you have to build the next one and then do seven, it's going to take a while to really uh, have an impact on the community. So the decision was made to change that model to we would recruit small business owners, minority small business owners within those areas 
to let them know about the program and then to work with them to help them make their businesses successful. So that was the shift. And after that, there was a decision made by the board to hire staff that instead of using volunteers, that they were going to actually hire staff so that there would be an opportunity to have a sustained, consistent effort to bring entrepreneurs into the program. One of the board members, Linda M. Jones, is an entrepreneur and has owned a real estate business for the last 27 years. She was asked to step off the board and to come aboard as the executive director of Habitat for Neighborhood Business. And in my travels and just the fact that I'm in St. Louis and I went to a high school here in St. Louis, Beaumont High School. Uh, and then Linda also attended Beaumont High. So we've known each other for years. Oh, my. And she talked to me about the possibility of coming aboard to work with Habitat for Neighborhood Business. And when she told me what it was about, I was sold immediately. We're working with minority entrepreneurs within the underserved areas of the city of St. Louis and to assist them to be successful. Tell me more and then let's see what we can do to get this moving. And I was actually asked to step aboard by the board to come in and get the program running to the next level. Okay. And so when we started that, there was not a lot of knowledge about Habitat for Neighborhood Business in the community. And so Linda and I, we went to community meetings, we went to churches, we went to different types of events that they had where we could talk about Habitat for Neighborhood Business. And it really did start to get some traction and we were able to start getting entrepreneurs into our program. And we've worked with them continuously uh, because we had to put all of the structure in place but we work with them continuously to help them and assist them in growing their business. We've grown the program now four years later to, we have 47 entrepreneurs in our program. We started with four and we have 47 and our goal is to continue to expand. We've been able to write some grants and get some funding so that we could get some more publicity. Last couple of years, we've had a number of stories about H&B. We had one on St. Louis Public Radio. We've had it on KSDK. We've had it on um, Fox 2 News. We've been in the St. Louis American. We've been in community news. I think the point is we've had an opportunity to have more people know about our program. And that has provided all types of opportunities for people who want to get involved. That's wonderful. So I've got one clarifying question. So when you say uh, you are helping minority entrepreneurs, what does that help entail exactly? Well, one of the things, our model, we really started with assigning a seasoned business professional as a mentor for our entrepreneurs. Okay. And, and that's one of the biggest features of the program is that we're pairing entrepreneurs with individuals who have basically been there, done that. And they have the expertise and the skill to really share that with our entrepreneurs. So it's a mentoring program. And we've recruited individuals to mentor our entrepreneurs. We provide information on various business topics. We have seminars. We have grants that are available to help our entrepreneurs for specific projects. We have access to accounting software for them. We have a a business owner who provides websites for our entrepreneurs at no charge. Oh my. And that's a gift that he gives as his contribution to HMB. 
We have industry experts, professionals who have expertise in certain industries. They are available whenever we need them to be resources to our entrepreneurs. Uh, we are uh, scanning the environment, looking to have resources available for the entrepreneurs. And everything that we provide is at no charge, everything. So, you know, those are some of the ways that we work with our entrepreneurs to help them move forward in their businesses. The other thing I will say, Virginia, is that our model has changed in the last couple of years. When we were providing mentors one-on-one, -on -one, you know, the program had grown to the point where we needed to expand that because it, we just weren't getting mentors as fast as we were getting entrepreneurs. And so we changed the model to, we call it a mentor forum. Okay. And we have groups of 10 to 12 entrepreneurs who meet on a monthly basis with a seasoned mentor, professional business owner. And they have an opportunity to talk about business issues, strategy, their concerns and their opportunities in a forum that they can share information, they can get information. And it helps us also from H&B to know some of their concerns so we can bring more resources to the table. We started that in 2021. We had our first two cohorts and we are getting ready to start another one. And uh, it has worked very, very well. And the university is now getting ready to get involved in that aspect of the program. So uh, we bring a lot to the table. And I want to add that one of the beauties, one of the major things that is just great about the program is that we're in collaboration with St. Louis University. And the university has embraced our program, has supported us. We have programming where we have undergraduate business students who have a class, they're in a program called Service Leadership. And we have our entrepreneurs working with the students in the class and the students study their businesses for a semester. They make recommendations and we have a grant that allows the entrepreneurs to have $500 to implement the recommendations that are made by the students. Okay. So we've done that every year since 2018, and it's it's been a phenomenal collaboration. We also have graduate business students who work with our entrepreneurs in the capstone course, the final course in the MBA program. And these are students who have expertise, they work in businesses, they own businesses, and they study in depth the business owners, and they select the businesses that they want to work with. But when they choose our entrepreneurs, it, you know, we're always excited that they've chosen our entrepreneurs, but the entrepreneurs get an in-depth analysis of their business and their challenges and their opportunities. They work together with the entrepreneurs to take a real good look at their businesses. And they make recommendations at the end of the course for the entire semester that they study the businesses. And we also provide a $2,500 grant to the entrepreneurs to implement those recommendations that are made by the graduate students. So we are working in collaboration with students here in the university to help our program. I even have undergraduate students from different programs in the university who work with HNB as interns in our office, and they are working to help us support the students and the entrepreneurs in their various classes. So it is a win, 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 win all the way around. And we are thrilled to be in collaboration with St. Louis University. 
I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, when you're getting the input from the students who have studied these things, it's part fiscal, it's probably part managerial, it's maybe part environmental. Is that correct? That is correct. And it's really more in-depth with our graduate students, but that, yes, they're looking at a comprehensive view of the businesses. And, you know, those are the types of studies that you normally have to pay for. Sure. And And the students provide that service for our entrepreneurs. And we are always thrilled to have our entrepreneurs selected to be part of that. Yeah. And it's good experience for the students. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where do you have a particular part of the city that you're focused on or is it all over the city? It, we, we do have a service area. And if you can visualize it, it is uh, Highway 70 to the north, mm-hmm. Highway 44 to the south. To the east, it is 12th Street right before you go into downtown. And then to the west, it's Skinker in the city limits. Okay. Within that area, we have entrepreneurs that participate in our program. Amazing. Yes, yes. I just want to add real quickly, as I was talking about St. Louis University, I must say this. January of this year, we are now officially a program of the Schaefer School of Business at St. Louis University. So we are officially a St. Louis University program. Dean Gupta, we're just thrilled for her support. But we now are part of the Schaefer School of Business as one of the programs that is provided to the community and to the students at St. Louis University. It just highlights exactly why this podcast even exists, that there is so much good that is coming out of the programs and people of SLU. Yes. And we appreciate that because we're here to serve. That's what it's about. We're here to serve. Yeah. I don't even know if this is a thing, but is there any uh, business that graduates your program or once in, they're always in? Business owners can stay as long as our services help them do what they do. And we encourage them to you know, utilize our services. We listen to them so that we can continue to bring things that will benefit them. And there is no end date. You stay and you take advantage of the opportunities and we're here to support you as long as you need us. Fantastic. Okay, so what's been your favorite part of your work? I really think the my favorite part is watching the entrepreneurs become uh, successful, watching them get new information, watching them applying it, you know, listening to them talk about things that have happened for them, that they benefited from. There's so many different components But the key thing is, is that we can see how entrepreneurs benefit from the program and they tell us and we see it and we're we're excited because, you know, we really tell them your success is our success. And however we can assist you with that, that's what we're here for. We're here to listen. If you have a complaint, if you have a concern, if you something just doesn't seem to be working, you have a listening ear. We're also, as we're listening, thinking about how can we help? Who do we know? What resources do we have available that can help impact this situation? And our entrepreneurs know that, that they can call us, that they can talk with us about whatever their concerns are. We are here to help them to be successful. And we access the vast resources that we have in this community, through the university, through the networks of seasoned business professionals who support our program, through the various funding sources for the program. 
We have a community that's here to help entrepreneurs. And I'm excited every day because we, we very often talk about problems that are in a community. Well, if each one would just reach one, if each one would just teach one, you know, we can make a huge difference. And that's what we do right here every day. It's every day. And it is a marvelous opportunity to help communities, to help enrich the city of St. Louis, and truly to make a difference with the entrepreneurs and their families and their legacy for owning a business, a successful business, and making a difference through the work that they do. It's all fantastic. It is. And as you're talking, like one of my favorite new quotes that I've recently found describes Jesuit education as a project of societal transformation. Mm -hmm. And so how lovely that this program sits within SLU right now, because Mm -hmm. what a transformation is happening, not just civically or uh, business-wise, but societally. Yes. And, and I can tell you, Virginia, I, I get such a thrill, I really do, in watching the students work with the entrepreneurs mm. uh, and, and watching their enthusiasm as they work with the entrepreneurs. They're learning a lot from business owners, from people who take that leap of faith and go and start a business. They come back to collaborate with their colleagues, their friends to figure out how can we help? What can we do? Well, you know, this is the business issue. What can we do about that? I'm watching the students do that and they are excited. And we have students who continue to work with our entrepreneurs even after the class is over. They are invested in how can we help them move this forward? And it's just great to see. But the knowledge that's coming in all the different directions is making a difference for the students, for the entrepreneurs, for all that's involved. And we are helping to move things forward. And and that is one of the things that I've watched over the last four years that every day it excites me to see it happen. So is this all just funded by donations? How where does the funding come from? Is it grant funded mostly or well well that's a good question. And it's a combination of things. Doug Brown made a commitment to the program. And so he also made a sizable donation as an endowment for the program. But it's also funded through donations uh, from different different foundations. Mm-hmm. And so we do, we, we are writing grants. We are uh, actually working with organizations who can help support our program. We are involved in different events that they have throughout the year where people can donate, uh, have a solicitation at the end of the year where we get donors who will send money and, you know, from small donors who find out about our program to, you know, those who make sizable contributions. But I think the thing that has been the motivating force is to see the impact that it's had on the community to have a cheerleader, serious cheerleader in Doug Brown who is always selling and telling this program to as many people as possible. And the opportunities that we have to do the same thing on the on foundation level. But I think the biggest thing is that, you know, word of mouth has gotten out that we are here to make a difference yeah. in the underserved area of the city of St. Louis. And they, you know, we're seeing and showing the results and people are saying, yeah, this makes sense. And they're coming and they're helping. And they help in, you know, they'll volunteer their time, which is valuable. They're volunteering services that they provide. They're really committed to seeing the program make a difference in the community. And 
you know, we're ecstatic because it's happening this year. As I've mentioned, we've, we've had several opportunities to be in, in the media and it has really made a difference, but it's something that we wanted. We want to grow. We want people to know what we do. And this past year, it really started taking off. So Excellent. Um, I'm really excited for the future of HMB. So, okay. That leads me to my second question then. When you have a, a new entrepreneur show up on your doorstep and basically say, I heard about you and I've got this business idea, what else do they have to have? Do they have to have a full-blown business plan or is part of the services talking through that with them or do they have to come pretty well package ready? It varies. Sometimes we have potential entrepreneurs that come and they have an idea, but they really haven't thought about really taking a look at how they would do that. They're still in the thinking phase. It's thinking about a particular business. You know, sometimes they're not even sure which business they want to go into, but they just know they want to go into a business. We have our affiliation with the Small Business Development Centers, and that's a great place that we refer them to so that they can start teasing out really what they want to do and can work with them to get to develop a business plan or to put in place some things that they need to think about and then come back and then work on getting that started. So we do refer people out based on where they are. Then we have entrepreneurs who they've begun and they're in the early stages and they're really, you know, still trying to figure a lot of things out. And we'll take a look at where they are. As long as they're in our service area and they meet the criteria, then we will position them with a mentor or get them in one of the mentoring forums. And because we've started the mentoring forums now, that's one of the first places that we ask the new entrepreneurs who come aboard, you know, to go to participate on those forums because they're going to get a grounding in many of the challenges and the opportunities of running a business. And they're going to be with individuals who have the similar concerns and they're going to have a seasoned professional who can help steer them and guide them and give them a direction. And then we have resources that we bring to them after that to help them actualize the things that they're working so it, it varies. And we have entrepreneurs who've been in business for 20 years. We've had entrepreneurs who've been in business for a year. But the bottom line is we have the resources that we can assist them wherever they are. And we have, as I mentioned, the Small Business Development Center. We have external resources that can also support and help what we do. Wow. One of my standard ending questions is always, how do you see this intersecting with SLU's mission? But I don't, that's not even a question I need to ask on this one, because quite honestly, you, even as a SLU alum, you yourself are describing not just your work, but everything that you are in your person as a woman who is for and with others. And that's what SLU is trying to do is form and develop and enhance our students to learn what it means to be for and with others. See that every day. Mm-hmm. So what else needs to be said? Have we missed anything here? I think the biggest thing is that you know we really would like the community to know that we're here. We have entrepreneurs who are running small businesses. We would love to have people patronize their businesses, contact them when they're having events, understand that they are here to make a difference in their communities 
and to, you know, support in any way, you know, that people can anyway. I can be contacted and I'll find a way that you can help. And it, it does, it's not always monetary. It's resources, it's knowledge, it's, you know, it's an interest in bringing some other people to the table. But we're, we're here making a difference in the underserved areas of the city of St. Louis. And we can talk about the challenges or we can do some things about the challenges. That's right. And, and that's what our mission is, is to make a difference and do something and watch it bloom and watch it become very fruitful and know that it's the right thing to do. Oh, my goodness, Gladys. Thank you <laughs> so much for this. Well, thank you, Virginia. Uh, I am thrilled, as I mentioned, I'm thrilled to talk about HNB anytime I can. So fantastic. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And for all of you listening, don't forget to follow us on social media at SLU Jesuit Mission on both Facebook and Instagram. And if you know of a colleague who's living the mission out loud but seems to be hidden in plain sight, give us a heads up so we can highlight the good work being done here in our community. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, in this year of hope, let's continue to celebrate together the gift of walking with youth in the creation of a hope-filled future. Because mission matters. You can engage the mission intentionally here at SLU, and you can encounter it randomly. But good luck graduating without ever touching it in some way. God bless everyone.